0: Well, happy Mother's Day one more time to you guys. We are in the middle of a series, Games People Play, and um, we are going to be talking about uh, a different game that some of you may or may not have played. Uh, But before we get into that, I just wanted to tell a story. It was about uh, a little less than 30 years ago or so. uh, There was a pastor and his wife and his two boys that ended up at a church that they had just taken Uh, He had just taken a senior pastor role at this church, and and, uh, they had done it a few months before, but now they were actually on site at the church. It was the pastor's first official day at the church. And the pastor's wife was talking in the foyer, in the lobby of the church. It was their first official day, and, and uh, as she was talking, there was a lady, one of the members of the church, longtime members, walked in through the front doors and quickly shuffled over to the new pastor's wife. Again, their first official day, and and as discreetly as possible, says, "I think you need to go check out on your son out on the front porch, okay." And, uh, and she could tell some urgency was needed. And so she excused herself from the conversation. She walked out the front doors. And to her horror, she found her three-year-old son with his pants down, watering the front bushes of the church <laughs> off the side of the porch. This is their first official day as people arrive to worship on Sunday morning. And yes, that's the pastor's cat awesome. This is, this is, we all know this is how pastor kids roll, right? I mean, this is the way it is. And so now I tell that story and I know this story is true because that was my family. (laughs) Yeah, now it puts it in a whole new light. Doesn't it? I won't tell you if it tell you if it was my brother or me, um, but that was our family. And I tell that story to tell you, isn't it amazing how quickly, uh, the perceptions that we have set up for people can change, right? How quickly can that change? I mean we we put on this this thing and we try to look a certain way, and you know our children listen to us all the time they're they 're great, you know, and then all of a sudden, then uh, you know you walk out, and your son has his pants down, and he's watering the bushes as people walk out, right The perceptions change so quickly. how people think and view us change so quickly and, uh, and so that that kind of leads us into what we 're going to talk about today um, Today is about. Life's perfect combo. And and we're going to talk a little bit about what that means and and how we chase that. Life's perfect combo. But before we do that, I want to to just talk about where do we get this idea that there's a perfect combo in life? Where do we get that idea? Well, I, I think the answer to that is we get this perfect life combo from humans, from ourselves. We come up with it. We believe that there's a perfect ethereal life that we can have, and we always shoot for that. I don't know about you, but I know I'm always shooting for that and trying to do that, and my wife is. We always are shooting for this this perfect combo in life, and so where does that come from? Well, Uh, I was just thinking about this today, and so I want to show this, and in in light of being Mother's Day, I chose a couple of magazines that kind of just fit with mothers, all right? This first one is, let's show it. Uh, This has been like the number one magazine running for a long time, Better Homes and Garden, okay? How many of you like Better Homes and Garden? Come on, you know you do. All right, there's quite a few in here. Uh, I know we have a subscription. I'm just saying, we do. Uh, Laura got some uh you know itunes bucks or something like that so she downloads on you know on her ipad and reads it on there now you know you the feel of paper is like lost on us now um but this is this is kind of where we get this perfect combo in life thing right how many of you your house looks like this all the time yeah yeah there you go (laughs) yeah yeah we laugh because we're like yeah really yeah my house has never looked like that not even once yeah, but this is, this is how the covers of magazines go. And it's not bad, but this is right away. Don't you go, oh, do you see? I mean, I know this because Laura runs into the, into the room sometimes and goes, look at this. I w- look at this. This is just so cool. I think we should do this. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to begin. Not even start. You know, she thinks I'm going to build it or something. And uh, no, if you build it, they will come. No, nope. because <laughs> I'm not going to build it. I just, I have no idea. But this is, and it says things like simple style. What does that say to you? Easy, really easy. You can do this. It's easy. No problem. And stylish, stylish. That's what you need. Simple style, right? And that's what it says. Go on to the next one, and, and you see it. Better ho- How many of you, your meals always look like that? <laughs> never, you know, there, there's never mac and cheese on the plate. You know, there's never. It's, it's all organic, like perfect, and, it, and, it's, and it's set, symmetrical, and it has the right colors, until I got married, I didn't realize that meals were supposed to have certain colors, you know, supposed to be balanced, you know. <laughs> okay, whatever. I just want it to taste good, you know. I mean, that's I mean, But th- this, is, this is what we see. And we're like, oh, that's so beautiful. We're going to make the. perfect And again, it's not bad stuff, is it? But we shoot for this thing, and we're presented this. I mean, and even, even there, what does it say? Make it easy. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anybody that has ever cooked knows that's a lie right now and yet we buy the magazine and we're like oh it's awesome though i mean look at that plate it's amazing right and I go to another one good housekeeping good housekeeping i didn't realize this i th- by the way i'm just learning this stuff like this week okay Everybody, i'm a guy right because i don't I, I just i didn't know this stuff but good housekeeping they always have people on the front i guess apparently because i looked at all the covers and, I'm like, and they all it's not always a woman it, it could be a man all this uh, but have you ever noticed what they look like on the cover they're perfect I mean, like, to the T, everything. They've brushed them up. They're perfect, you know? And what does it say? Better your life in every way. Better your life in every way. Did, how many believe that a magazine can do that for you? That if you read this magazine, it'll better your life in every way possible. What is that doing? It's setting up this perfect life combo, isn't it? It's saying you can have it. It'll just cost you the magazine, but you can have it, you know? It's only three ninety nine, and you're good. Make your life better in every way. How many of you, this is, this is actually a picture that has been bouncing around the last few months. How many of you saw this, right? If you tried to do this and this is what happens. <laughs> the original actually says on that other one, it says, nailed it. <laughs> ah, awesome. I love it. My wife rolled off her chair just about when she saw that. She, and she's just like, that is awesome. That is so me. You know, that's what she said. <sighs> isn't that awesome? I just love that. I mean, this is, but isn't that what we shoot for, right? We shoot for that and we kind of get this and we're like, ugh, you know? What happened? <laughs> Looked like my cake got hit by a Mack truck, you know? I mean, ugh. But we, we shoot for this perfect, combo in life don't we we all do We shoot for this perfect combo i know we do lauren i do we we do we want our kids to look right we want them to act right you know when they do something we're embarrassed we're like no don't do that. Don't say that don't you know whatever because we want this this ethereal like this is how we look this is what we do and and our culture just presents this to it it, it lays us out and you know why they do it? it is because it sells <laughs> it's money making right and now businesses are not bad. I'm not discounting magazines or anything. That's great. You know, Laura will hate me if I... She, she, I, she saw, by the way, this week that I was going to put a magazine up there. She said, hey, what are you going to say about Better Homes and Garden? <laughs> Seriously. She, I thought she was going to hit me. You know, I just... I was like, I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm just, you know, using it for an illustration. It's not... This is not bad stuff, but it does set a perfection standard that I don't think we can probably hit. Right? I think we all know that, but we don't because we keep shooting for it. And it's okay to shoot for really good or excellent or even perfect, but just as long as we realize that it's just we probably can't attain it. And so we're going to talk about this, this whole idea of the perfect combo in life. How many of you have ever played Yahtzee? Okay, there we go. Hey, we finally got a game that like most people played last week. Like four of you had played the game that we talked about. Um, Yahtzee, you know, Yahtzee is is very simple game, right? You roll the dice. And and what's the ultimate point getter? Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the Yahtzee. I mean, this is where you get, you know, all the dice to be the same number. How often does it happen? Not very, does it? Not very. We're shooting for that perfect combo aren't we? We're shooting for that perfect combo. But here's the deal. This is the problem with a perfect combo. I don't know about you, but I've played Yahtzee quite a bit as well. It's been a while, but I, I've played it. And, uh, and once you get a Yahtzee, once you play that round and you get a Yahtzee, the next time you play the round, what do you want? You want a Yahtzee again. That's the problem, isn't it? With the perfect combo, we get, we get something that's even remotely closer. We're like, yeah, let's do that again. Maybe we can get close again. And we want another Yahtzee, and then we want another Yahtzee, and you know what? Our appetite—it's our appetite's never satisfied. This is why celebrities—they really do. They've said this out loud. They said, "Seriously, I've been there. I have it all. It's empty. I'm lonely. It stinks." Because they, there's just no reaching it. They can't get there, no matter what they do, no matter what they achieve. It just can't get there. And so we're talking about this perfect life combo. Well, as you guys probably have figured out by now, God has something to say about the perfect combo in life, right? You guys figured I was headed that way, right, at some point. Um, and he does. And there's a, there's a story in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It's just a really short story. And it's about Jesus, uh, about having a meal with his friends. Now, we're actually not going to talk about the meal. We kind of got out have a series just about on meals, right? Just a few weeks ago. Um, but this is actually something that happens just before the meal. And, uh, and Jesus gives us some principles to think about as he talks to uh, another gal named Martha. And so we're going to look at this story, Luke chapter 10. Go ahead and turn there if you like to do that, and we're going to read it. All right. You are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. In this account of Jesus sitting with his disciples and Martha and Mary, and it doesn't actually say it in this particular passage, but Lazarus was there. some, some, Some good friends of Jesus and his disciples, they were about to have a meal together in Martha's home. And Martha's running around, and we see that Martha is worried about the perfect combo in life. She's just worried about it. She's worried about two specific things. And I wanted to talk about these two specific things that Martha is worried about. The first thing that Martha is worried about is she's worried about details. She's worried about details. We ran out of cups this morning, and uh, and I called Patty real quick. I was like, oh, we don't have any cups for this morning for coffee. And I started to worry. I was like, thank you, God. I appreciate the illustration for myself today. You know, and I even told Patty that. I was like, I'm worrying about cups, and I'm talking about worry today. It was like, ah, thank you, Lord, for reminding me that I worry as well. But but Martha was worried about details. What does it say in verse 41 The Lord said, this is what Jesus said. The Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. See, Jesus was in her home. The Lord and Savior of the entire world is hanging out in her house. And she's running around and it's not again, it's not a bad thing, but she's running around doing all the stuff, getting things done, you know, And what Jesus is saying is, Mary, or Martha, she says, Martha, don't worry about all the details. I'm here. Just come hang out with me. Talk with me. I'm right here. And Jesus says, you're worried about these details, but I'm in your home. I'm here right now. Spend some time with me. And, 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 Martha's kind of, and, and again, don't we all get into that mode? I know we do. We clean our house. I, I know what happens before people come over to our house, you know, we, you go do this, Jackson, go do that, Hannah, you know, and, and mom is a good director. I mean, she is, she does a good job and she's good at it, but, but we do all these things and it's not a bad thing. Again, it's not bad, but what Jesus is saying is the worry, Martha, you're worrying you're so worried about these things, and, and it's okay to, to be concerned about this stuff, but then there's a higher thing to be concerned about. There's a higher thing to be concerned about. And obviously, he, he's kind of talking about himself. Now, what I really think Jesus is trying to say to Martha, and what he's saying to all of us, and this is, this is your key phrase that you can try to at least hold on to. Because I don't know about you, but I, I, I do worry. I honestly do. I was joking about it earlier with the cups. But I do worry a lot. I know Laura worries a lot. Uh, if we were honest, we probably worry a lot more than we let on. <laughs> um, and, and, and Jesus, I think, is saying to Martha and to all of us, he's saying, replace your worry with worship. If we're just making the whole, this whole story simple, If you remember that, replace your worry with worship. That, I think, is what Jesus is trying to say to Martha and to all of us. Replace your worry with worship. Stop worrying so much and just worship. Focus on God. Focus on Jesus. Because he is the ultimate person to put your worries and your trust and everything else, your cares, concerns, into. Put them in God. Put them in Jesus. Jesus. And so he says all these things, and, and Mary was worried about the details. But then there's a second thing that Mary was worried about that I think Jesus probably felt like was a little bit more of a problem. Um, and, and I think, I don't know, the Bible doesn't say this explicitly, but I think maybe this is why Jesus called her out. Uh, because G, uh, Mar- Martha was not worried just about the details. Martha was also worried about something else. Uh, Martha is worried about fairness. Did you notice that Martha was really worried about a fair life? And she says so, actually, what, is, what, is, what was Martha's complaint in verse 40? Do you remember what she says? This is what she says. She said she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. You know what that is? That's called whining. OK, I mean, we read this out of the Bible, you know, and and we don't get the gravity of this. But, I mean, if you put that in a four-year-old voice, Jesus, tell my sister, come hell. You get it now? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Martha and a four-year-old body, you know, right? I mean, this is what she's doing. She's a (laughs) whiner. I mean, she is. She's like, Jesus, come on. Mary's just sitting there. Right? She's upset. She's frustrated about it. And she, she's, again, because she's shooting for this thing and nobody's helping her. Like, the meal and the stuff, this is important and there's nobody with me on this. And she's worried about it. She's worried about it. Right? And she's like, come on. And so Jesus, he's, he's talking about this. And I think sometimes you and I, all of us, don't we sometimes get wrapped up on certain things? Again, I, my guess is it's different things for you than it is for me. Okay? You know, like, I know Laura worries about, like, how our kids and, the, and the, the clothes that they wear and things like that. And I appreciate that. That's a good thing. That's not bad. I don't worry about that. I don't know if you've ever seen my children after I've dressed them. <laughs> it's just not a, not a worry. <laughs> no, sorry. You know, she'll be like, what did you do? <laughs> you know, when we show up, <sighs> I showed up one time to a restaurant and my, I can't remember hannah I think didn't have shoes. <laughs> Sorry. No, what are you going to do? <laughs> At least it was warm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't worry, you know, about this stuff. And, and, but we worry about things, don't we? There's plenty of things, Lord knows that I worry about. I do. And I get stressed about it and I, and I get, I get locked in on that and I can't get off of it. I can't get it out of my mind, off of my heart. And we worry about these things. And Jesus is trying to say, stop worrying so much. Because if you're worrying so much, what that means is you're not trusting me enough. Isn't that right? Isn't that true? When it comes down to it, we don't say it that way because it it hurts more. But if we're worrying so much, it means that we probably aren't trusting enough. And I know, I know that that's true for me. When I'm worried about something, it's because I don't trust God to take care of it. That's the truth. And God, Jesus is saying, Martha, you don't have to worry about these things. I mean, whether we worry about retirement. We worry about our jobs. We worry about our kids. We worry, you, know, you name it. We worry about all these things. And Jesus is saying, replace your worry with worship. Focus on me. And we can take care of things together. We can walk through this together. Cast your worry onto me and then be able to do the things that I want you to focus on. Because believe me, there are going to be amazing things. And so we go through all these things. And, and again, these things are not bad things. That It feels like I'm harping on that, you know, that it's bad to make a nice meal. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. What is, what's one of the first things that we do as a church when somebody's going through a hard time? We usually make meals right? This is not a bad thing. These are good things. Martha was doing good things. It's, it's just maybe she was so worried about good things that she was not focused on the best thing. Isn't that what Jesus is really saying? It's not that these are bad things. They're good things, but you're just maybe focused on maybe not the best thing. And here's, here's I think, part of my worry with this. Here's part of my worry with this. I think in our culture especially, but just in general, people, I think we're so worried about good things that we miss the best thing all the time. I think we're so worried about good things that we miss the best thing fairly often. I really do. And that that scares me because I know that sometimes I do that. Sometimes I focus on things that they are good. They're not bad things at all. It's not like it's sin and like going against God or treating people rotten or anything like that. It's like, it's good things. And I'm kind of like Martha. I really am. I'm kind of a servant at heart. I like to do. I like to be a doer of things that if it's going to help somebody, I like that. I enjoy that. It's just a personality that God's given me. But I also know that that sometimes gets in the way and God says, you need to just worship me. You're so busy doing things. You're missing the point. He said that to me many times. And so Jesus, he he goes in there trying to help her understand, just don't worry. And what what does Jesus say in verse 42? This is what he says, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. See, Martha wasn't wrong, but her focus was just off. She wasn't wrong, but her focus was just off. Replace your worry with worship. There's a really famous sermon that Jesus preaches. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's in Matthew um, chapter 6. And in that, in that sermon that Jesus preached on a mountainside, by the way, just love to preach on a mountainside. I, just, I love the mountains. It would just be cool. I like the village center. It's very cool. But uh, you know, the, the mountain would be awesome. But Jesus is standing on the side of a mountain giving this sermon. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, in that sermon, he talks about worry. He has a whole section in that sermon that Jesus himself preaches, and it's on worry. This is what he says in in chapter 6, verse 27. He says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Have you heard that question? Did you know that Jesus coined that phrase? Can Can worrying add any time to your life? No, it can't. We all know it can't, but we still do it anyway. Can any time be added because of worry? No. And then he goes on. He jumps over, and then there's a whole section that he talks about worry for a little while. And then in verses 33 and 34, this way he says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Live for God. Focus on God. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, don't worry so much. Trust in me. I know that there's stuff to think about. I know there's stuff to worry about. But don't worry so much. I'm here. I can help. I can take care of things. It's not. It doesn't, there's this perfect combo in life. You're shooting for this. And, and what I want you to have is over here. You're shooting for this, that thing on the magazine cover. But it's over here. This is what's truly going to satisfy you. This is what's truly going to give you joy and satisfaction. True joy and satisfaction. And he talks about this worry. So, one last thing before we wrap up here. The question becomes because I don't know, I don't know about you, but I think that you guys probably believe me to some degree, but we don't realize how bad worry is. Remember uh, several months ago when we talked about stress and how much stress can affect you? This is kind of the same thing because the, the source of stress, a lot of stress, you know where it comes from? Worry. <laughs> We're worried about it, right? When you're worried about something, it stresses you out. And when you're stressed out, you worry about stuff. And it's a fun cycle. You know, let's just spin and get sick, you know. It's just, it's just one of those things. And so worry and stress, they kind of go hand in hand. But why is worry such a big deal? Here's, here's why I think worry is a big deal. Let's, let's go to it. The answer is in the story. Okay, put that up there. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted. Worry is not a good thing because what it does is it distracts us from what we're really supposed to be focused on, which is God, which is Jesus. Worry in and of itself, maybe not even horrible, but because of what it does to us, it takes our focus off of whatever we're supposed to focus on. Okay? I was thinking about this. This is like a child when a child is scared of you know, a monster in the closet. By the way, movies like Monsters, Inc., not helpful. <laughs> you know, After my kids saw that, they were like, no, but there's a monster in the closet. I mean, Hannah had just been stuck on that for, you know, for months now. I'm like, okay, we're never showing you that movie again. <laughs> But when a child thinks that there's a monster in the closet, does it affect how they act? Sure it does, right? You get that call in the middle of the night, mom, you know, isn't that the best sound in the world, by the way, in the middle of the night, just mommy, you know, like, oh, what is going on, you know, and you fall out of bed and yeah. Uh, Or or they or you hear this scream, you know, because they're scared about something or or they won't go to sleep because they're too scared to go to sleep. And you're like, man, if you just go to sleep, then you won't realize that the monster is not there. And, you know, just go to sleep. (laughs) It affects how they act, doesn't it? It affects what they say. It affects um, whether or not they can go to sleep. And then that affects then their school day the next day, doesn't it? Have you ever had them? They stay up too late and they can't go to sleep and the the next day is awesome, right? Yeah. 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 Because of worry. The same thing I think happens to all of us, even though maybe we've grown past the, the monster in the closet thing. I think that we still worry about something, about a lot of things. And you know what it does? It affects how we talk. It affects what we do. It keeps us up at night. It makes us grumpier. It makes us affect people differently. Doesn't it? How you feel that day. I don't know about you, but Lauren knows how I feel throughout the day because of maybe how I treat her. And I try to be consistent, you know. But sometimes my worry gets the best of me, and I just, ah, I'm just, ah. and she's like, you're, ah. and I'm like, ah. you know. And, it, and it's really helpful when somebody calls you out when you're, ah, right? I'm sure you respond with, you're right, I love you. Is that how you respond when somebody calls you out with, right? It affects us, doesn't it? Because we, we think that there's a monster in the closet. We think that there's this perfect combo in life. And Jesus says, nope, there's not. But there's a perfect Savior. And there's a perfect Lord. And if you focus on Him, then you won't have all this worry. Because you can give me the worry. You can dump it on me. In fact, please do. God says, please give it to me, and then you will be free. You will have freedom in your life to talk and live and do the things that are going to bring you true joy. You'll also be more free to serve other people. Have you had ever noticed that you don't serve many people when you're focused on yourself? We're just not generous when, when we're focused so focused on ourselves. We're just not. We know this is true. And Jesus is saying, replace your worry. With worship, focus on me and get rid of worry. So my suggestion today is. I don't know what it's going to take for you, and it's different for me to how to cope, how to deal with it. But I do know one thing that when I am worried about something, I pray a lot about it. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get it out of my heart, off of my mind, and so I'm asking God to do that, in fact. Usually that's my prayer. God, help me to trust you because I'm worrying about this and I need to be worried about you. I know that, but I'm worried about this. <laughs> so help me to stop being worried about this and help me to worry about you. And I pray that. And sometimes I have to pray many, many, many times throughout the day. If it's a bigger thing, then I, I have to say, God, help me again. I'm, I'm getting locked in again. I'm just, ugh. and it's affecting me. I'm off, I got off the wrong side of the bed today, you know. <laughs> Help me get, get you know, help me get adjusted. And I pray, I ask God that constantly. And so whatever it's going to take, my challenge to you is, some of you know you worry a lot. Some of you are like me, you know, with the, the kids and dressing them in the morning is like, eh, I don't know, I'll work out. You know, some of us are more worriers, some of us are less, but the truth is we all worry about certain things. Some things, I don't know what it is, but we all worry about stuff. And Jesus is saying to all of us, replace your worry with worship. Put it on me, focus on me, and then if everything goes through that filter, you're still going to have some of that worry, but it's going to come out the other side different than worry and different than like, you know, complaining Martha. Jesus says you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish in your life, what you'll be able to see happen as a result if you just replace that worry with worship. So that's my challenge to all of us today, including myself, who worried a little too much this week about things, probably because I had to preach on it. That's how God does it with me. You know, It's just like, ah. Replace your worry with worship. Replace your worry with worship. And you guys can go ahead and come up. Let's pray. God, again, I thank you so much for mothers. I thank you for the opportunity to celebrate mothers today. I thank you for you, God. I give you praise today for who you are. God, I, I just ask right now that you would help us to begin even today To replace our worry with worship. Help us to focus on you. Help us to worship you. Help us to be more like you. And help us to trust you more. I pray all this in your name, Lord Jesus.